These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome back to the Funniest People I Know podcast. It's a brand new episode, and we're so glad to be in the studio. Hey. Hey. Hi. Oh, Eeyore, what's wrong? Uh, I think I'm hungover. <laughs> oh, boy. Is that what Eeyore's real problem was? Like... Yeah, he's like, I had too many vodka tonics. <laughs> I think he was depressed, right? I need Percocet. Wait, that's yeah, not like go. gets rid of depression. That's what causes it. Total Debbie Downer. I happen to be reading The Tower of Pooh right now. Tower oh. of Pooh? What? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait for TJ to go try to find that book. Yeah. Great book. You'll Sounds know, great. In fact, you could Google that right now. You'll have a great <laughs> Tower time. of Poo. No, the Tau oh. of Poo. It's the spiritual side of the little house. What is it? Poo Corner? The Hundred Acre Wood. Right? You can laugh <laughs> like... The Little House of Poo Corner. <laughs> Ew. Did, it's so, like, um... Sounds like me after eating dairy. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> is this what happens when you go up your vegan diet? Yeah, yeah. It's I poo think, corner it's, all the way around. I think the hundred acre wood. The hundred acre wood. No, yeah. I think the original is something at poo corner. There's no prairie. I know that. Uh, definitely no prairie. <laughs> <laughs> the house at Pooh Corner okay. in 1928. We forget that you're a hundred year old man dressed in a thirty year old body. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was referencing somebody that I work with today to my producer, and I said to her, "Well, you know, she came in with the very Mrs. Havisham vibe." Oh yes. From, you know, mm. Great Expectations. Mm. She goes, I'm sorry, honey, you're going to have to give me a more updated reference. <laughs> <laughs> Edith Beale. <laughs> I love her. Folks, we have a guest who's just flown in all the way from, are you ready for this? Yeah. Israel. Oh, wow. wow. I was not ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong about my readiness. <laughs> yeah. I was like, nation, yeah, like in the country, maybe. But this yeah. is our first international guest of sorts. Oh, wow. Oh, Blessed. yeah. That's what happens when you move on up in the world. Mm. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest in the studio. My dear friend, Andreas Steinman is here. Hey, great to be there. Or here, sorry. Hey. <laughs> hey. Welcome to the show, man. I've been trying to get you on for a minute. I'm very excited. I've decided Will's trying to monetize all his friends, and I was hoping to help with that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Anything strange or weird they do or, or a little bit funny. And you did something kind of crazy. Yeah, I did. I took a trip with Birthright to Israel. Over there, they call it Taglet, which means discovery versus Birthright, which sounds like you have a right to go because you're born somewhat Jewish. So that's kind of how that worked. Explain to our Gentile audience what the Birthright trip is. If you're Jewish enough, doing air quotes, you're able to go to Israel for pretty much free. They ask you a couple basic questions, like, how Jewish do you think you are? And you go, eh. how Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> like, like on a scale you... of one to ten? Yeah, like yeah. almost like on a scale of one to ten. Like, have you been bar mitzvah? No. Have you thought about it? Yes. Good enough. That's close <laughs> enough. <laughs> do you put locks and caper on your bagel? <laughs> yes. Have you heard of a bagel? Yes. They're like, oh, okay. What's a biali? It's, it's a flat bagel with garlic. I know that. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were doing the quiz. I misunderstood. <laughs> Wait, Maya Bialik? A yeah, Bialik? She's a bagel. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. She's a really good actress. You she is. She's a bagel. She's also Jewish. 
What prompted you to want to go to Israel right now in 2019? It's a tremulous place. That easy answer is Conan O'Brien. I saw him on a special. If anyone knows, he's like six foot seven, red yes. hair, didn't get shot. And I'm like, well, I could survive. I almost look like them. And that's what did it for me. And if you told me you were Israeli and you had a thick accent, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. TSA thought so, too. Somehow <laughs> I picked two random security checks the way there and back. And they were just like, yeah, random. Sure. <laughs> that wow. happened before because mm -hmm. I like to wear big hair and I'm like, yeah, you're so full of blah, 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 blah. Exactly, like when you're hiding a bomb in your hair. Right, mm -hmm. you can't do anything with box braids. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> you just came back. What is Israel like in 2019? That's a great question. It's a place that's always on edge. For example, you go to the mall because half the people there lost their luggage. We flew Lot Airline, which is a Polish airline, which is doing nothing to not further that stereotype. They just <laughs> left without the luggage. They just left? <laughs> oh really? Yes, they just left without it. Even on the way back, the pilots were so drunk, they didn't even bring the airplane. So we had to fly a whole different Wait, airline. How did you fly without an airplane? We went through the Israeli airline. They just had to put everyone on a new airplane. So oh, was, my God. How did they show up without the plane? They did show up. No, they just showed up oh. to the airport drunk, and they're just gotcha. like, we can't fly. So they never flew to Israel. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the Greek people. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably happened three or four times. Israel is just a place always on edge. We went to the mall because our luggage was lost. And uh, you go there and there's these girls who are like 18 with machine guns. But they're on Instagram. So it's very surreal because it's just like <laughs> hanging off of them. I'm scared because there's a girl with an automatic rifle and she's just following some boy band or something Kylie like that. Kylie Jenner. Yeah, probably Kylie Jenner. <laughs> and we obviously didn't have the same experience. So they're just always a country that feels like they're ready for the next war. They're looking for it. There's plenty of guys in sandals also with machine guns, hanging out at a coffee shop. Because most of the people there go through the military, so it's a very militarized society. It's the law, right? Everyone gets conscripted for two years? Two years. It's very normal for them because when you look at their borders, you realize they're surrounded by four countries that hate them, and they have two inside of them that also hate them. <laughs> and the rest is desert. The only friend is probably the Mediterranean Sea. We say Mexicans are invading, but we really don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't say right, that. Like, no, no, I have... <laughs> But if they really did believe it, they would probably go to the border, right? Most people are just hanging out. What are some things you noticed in Israel that are different than life in Atlanta? One thing is they have this thing called, I swear, I call it Jewish decor. Everything's got a menorah on it. Or a star <laughs> David. Uh, and it's just like they didn't know what to do for design, so they decided to just put it on everything. Because that's a symbol people know. Yeah. <laughs> there's fountains, there's stars. Those symbols are just literally on everything. They're not even tastefully done. Oh, not in the slightest. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like if your grandmother designed a hotel. <laughs> and she happened to be Jewish. <laughs> yeah, it's kitschy last-minute Hanukkah decor. Yes, it's very much. And the whole country's done in this decor. Or it's that display next to the giant Christmas tree at the elementary school that's like, well, a few of the kids here are Jewish. Exactly. <laughs> but that woman's decided to do a whole country for whatever reason. Right. <laughs> you went on a quest of a sort, right? You were trying to learn something about yourself or figure out your religion. Tell us about the spiritual side of it. I'm coming from a mixed background. I was definitely trying to figure out who I am and what I'm about, because that's what you do in your 30s. And I realized I was actually a lot more Jewish than I thought. About 30% is about what I picked up since I've been back and it's like on ancestry no I, that's just that's the DNA I, test no I just feel 30% more Jewish I, I, I said, <laughs> yeah look I said to myself well how much and I'm like 30 seems about the right number like I didn't do exact that's so funny so you're 30% more Jewish now but yeah. what about the quest I also want to say the point of this the Israeli government is trying to get people to move to Israel mm. oh yeah or move to Israel and find a wife are you converted 
The brainwashing was light but effective. When you go there and you see your heritage and you talk about it, it's hard not to connect. It's a very persuasive idea because they don't do the hard pitch. It's more like the timeshare pitch where it's like, oh, they have some nice snacks here and this seems like a nice place and these people all seem nice. They bring six Israelis on the bus with you who share <laughs> what they're six. about. Yeah, there's only six and you're meant to integrate with each other. You take that as you wish. Have and they all been on this exact same trip a hundred times? Well, no, some of them have never met Americans. This is the first time we're kind of all coming to contact. They're just college students. They just pick up, I swear to you. Random, like kidnapping? Well, more or less. So like, would you like a free weekend? It's with <laughs> Americans. They're like, oh, sounds good. <laughs> Despite that, yeah, I'll go. Exactly. That's why right. <laughs> I'll go. That's like a very easygoing people. For the most part, for the intensity, they are very easygoing. It's a weird dichotomy between the two, for sure. Obviously, it's a lot hotter and there's a lot more desert. There's camels everywhere, which is kind of weird to see. Just walking down the street? Just walking there's down the street. Stray camels? Hmm. Oh, there's stray camels just wandering <laughs> the desert and around the cities and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Really? Just what? Hanging out doing what? Camel stuff. I look like that. Smoking a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> That's awesome. Reminding you it's Wednesday. <laughs> Did you ride a camel? We did ride a camel. They're not comfortable beasts. We'll put it like that. <laughs> they kind of back up when they stand and mm-hmm. then stand up. And then we were all stuck together. It was almost like it was for sixth graders. Oh, we're like just, a pony ride where they're like all... a pony ride. We literally went like 20 feet. We all had helmets because, you know, safety first <laughs> while we're in Israel. <laughs> oh, Despite wow. the fact there's active guns and machine guns, it would be terrible if you fell off a camel and died. How are folks in the States, your parents, your friends and family, meant to know that everything's okay during the trip? There's an email listserv that will email your Jewish mother mm. that everything's okay. And it's automated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm glad they perfected the technology. And oh they even God. got our tour guides to send some personal emails of how great we're doing. thought that was pretty nice of them because that's everyone's number one concern. You don't want your mother showing up saying, you've had enough fun. you got to come back with us yeah. six days in. Were so. you served an ad on Facebook about this trip? Like everybody else. I was not. You Uh, must have different friends than me. Yeah. Well, I got served the ad and then the comment section was so hilarious because everybody was like, hey, can I go? I'm not Jewish, but I want to go to Israel. And they were like, DM us. And it was the same question over and over. And they would just always respond, DM us, DM us. And it was just like the same thing. Like, no, sorry. You have to qualify like a little bit, like you were saying. (laughs) But why is people not qualify? I know, but I feel it sometimes as well. Yeah. You feel Jewish sometimes? Sometimes I do. Tell me more. My dad did not eat shellfish for some reason. (laughs) And I don't know. I feel like he's somewhat Jewish, but got lost somewhere. I feel like I'm like at least 15%. How would that do on the list? Yeah. If you've been bar mitzvah, no, but my dad doesn't eat shellfish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How many yes. bagels have you had? That's, that's um, the other question. Yeah, I love bagels. Yeah. You might be qualified. You I should think try. So. Oh, you could get a nice Israeli wife. Yeah. I did watch Fiddler on the Roof a lot when I was younger. <laughs> I think that was the first musical I watched. That in Oklahoma. What's your favorite Fiddler song? Oh my gosh, Matchmaker, duh, I think yes. so. Yeah. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me match. Are we singing it? Are we find me a fine. Catch, catch me a catch. I don't no, know. No. Did they sing that while they paraded the brides for you? No, not that exact <laughs> song. He's like, all the it gays was, did, though. It was Sunrise, Sunset. <laughs> there you go. I, just because we're talking about Fiddler, I know we have a ton of fans of musical theater that listen to the show. Yes. The song Sunrise, Sunset happens at the wedding. And it is a happy moment in the show. Except that song is the saddest, most morose wedding song I've ever heard. Sunrise, sunset. Sunrise, sunset. 
Swiftly flow the days. That's a weird, boring song. All right, yeah. Brian, I know you got a little quiz prepared, right? What? Uh, well, I have three of the hardest questions I could come up with in multiple choice format. Okay. 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 Just in general, the hardest questions you could think of? Or is this to qualify us for our birthright? Hmm. No, no, I can't guarantee that. Oh, okay. No, no, no. no. Okay. It might be hard. First, this should be easy slash hard question. Where are the Jewish people originally from? Is it A, Bethlehem, the ancient capital that's now modern day Jerusalem? B, Judah, where the Jews are from? C, Yiddah, where the word Yiddish comes from? Or D, Damascus, where all roads are created and lead to? Wow. I feel like a Yiddah. I feel like it's a trick question. I'm voting on Judah. I'm going D, Damascus. I'm going D, Damascus as well. It's Judah. That's where the word Jewish comes from. Damascus is actually in Syria. Well, I thought maybe it was a trick question. <laughs> yeah, me too. Strategy. I just high-fived Alexandria. <laughs> yeah. The second question. Which country did not send troops in the Yom Kippur War on either side? Is it A, Algeria, B, Morocco, C, Egypt, D, Cuba, or E, Iran. Was Chile one of them? Okay. It was, it's A, Algeria, okay. B, Morocco, C, Egypt, D, Cuba, or E, Iran. Cuba. I'm going Cuba. Cuba. Iran. It's Iran. Oh. I'm going Iran. <laughs> That's a point for me in Alexandria. Yep. Somehow Cuba sent 1,500 troops. Well, I was close. That was close. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's the last one? How to solve the Middle East, any takers? Oh, oh. Even open ended. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. there's not multiple choice. No, no. I think TJ. Yeah, TJ saw the Middle East. And Marianne Williamson over there, and <laughs> she's just gonna talk their ears off <laughs> to the point where they're just like, yeah, fine, fine, we'll do she whatever. Hit them with one of those girlfriends. Yeah, and they'll be forced yes. to come together no, in unity. Put them all in a room and just put her in a chair and she just stares at them and they're just like, yes, we'll do whatever. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's yeah. a reading of one of her books. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That's mandatory by the government. I think she could do it. <laughs> all right. I like that idea. Give us one more, TJ. How are you going to create peace in the Middle East? They're both fighting over Bethlehem, right? That's the situation? Sure. Okay, so, yeah, just do it like a divorced parents situation where one side gets Bethlehem on the weekends and the other gets it Monday through Thursday. Will they split the holidays? Oh, it depends on what holiday they're celebrating. No. No, I don't. I don't think so. Andreas, you got any final thoughts for us on Israel? I will tell you this one very cool thing that they invented that I think you guys would appreciate. There's a startup there that actually can pull water right from the air. So they've found a way to just take straight air and make water that you can put your cup underneath. That's pretty cool. Really dry in the desert. Yeah. They invented it for one of the wars, and they're hoping that it's going to save the world, which I'm pretty excited about. That is really cool. That's really awesome. Yeah. No, I want one of those. That's what I was thinking. for me. Mm. We're really asking the audience to donate so we can get one. That's right, folks. So if you have a donation, you can PayPal us at Funniest People. You can't PayPal. We don't have a PayPal. We don't have PayPal. <laughs> we don't have... I'm sorry. We don't have a PayPal. I have Venmo, personally. TJ but, has... Ven- you can yeah. Venmo at TJ. A- yeah. T-E-E-J-A-Y-203. Well, there you go. (laughs) Andreas, thanks for stopping by, man. I'm so glad we finally got you on the show. And listen, go forth and be 30% Jewish. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You know, we didn't get to hear a lot about the food in Israel, but that's okay because, TJ, I think you've got another menu prepared for us, don't you? Yeah, well, I started a menu planning for specific situations in your life that you might encounter. 
Oh, great. So well, this is helpful. Yeah. I've always needed this. That's what I'm here for. Because when these things come up, you don't know what to serve. Yeah, exactly. And you're so in the moment, you can't think of it. So yeah, you, you, like, when mm-hmm. you're sad or depressed or going through a life change, you don't have time to go shopping. Yeah. Right. Or, right. God forbid, meal plan. Exactly. So that's why we call TJ. Yeah. So pack a bag for these situations. Why are you waiting for AAA on the side of the road because your car ran out of gas? Bring these. Asian Nut Crunch Trail Mix. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> so good. Bring these to your next traffic accident. Yes. <laughs> they make everything better. And homemade pickle juice mashed potatoes. Trust me. <laughs> so good. And refrigerated Reese's cups. Trust no, those are me. Good. Okay. <laughs> While you're coming out to your parents, you want to have some guacamole. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of white wine. A muscle relaxer <laughs> and a cake that your parents cut and reveals a rainbow inside so they know you're gay. Oh, that's a really oh. great way to come out. Yeah, it's yeah. like sexuality reveal party. Yeah. It's a little festive. That I should know, be a right? thing. Just like exactly. at some age, you mm-hmm. give your parents a cake. Yeah. And or they give you it. a cake. Oh, and then just whatever the cake decides, like a sorting hat. <laughs> yeah. You're like, mm, I guess I like girls. Or the baker. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. <laughs> First Thanksgiving at your divorced dad's house, bring a giant turkey, a bag of Doritos, and a 12-pack of Bud Light. It'll be square. Yeah. Uh, Sounds and, nice. And while you're binge-watching My Strange Addiction, while you're home sick with chlamydia again, <laughs> vegetable soup, Ritz crackers, orange juice, and prescribed oral antibiotics. <laughs> you don't need soup and orange juice for chlamydia. <laughs> right? It makes you feel better, though. I don't know. On the path of feeling better. Who knows? What type of soup? Vegetable soup, I think is what I said. Oh, uh, you did. Never yeah. mind. Mm. Listen next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's it. You better better oh, end. end there. And prescribed oral antibiotics. <laughs> I don't know how to end it. He just it. read the last line again. Give me another intention on that last. Prescribed antibiotics. And prescribed oral antibiotics. Well, and well. that's TJ's menu for everyday life situations. Thank you. Folks, if you'd like any menu planning for a major life event, send us an email at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. We are so proud of the fair city that we live in. We come from a place in the deep south called Atlanta, Georgia. We are the first city on most people's mind alphabetically. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. True. And Alexandria is going to take us on a little tour of some of Atlanta's best tourist attractions so that folks who come to visit know how to have a good time. Atlanta's best tourist attraction is the world of Coke. Get out of the Atlanta heat and cool down with the city's favorite poison sugary drink. This museum meets ad campaign, meets acid trip, (laughs) has it going on. Giant polar bears, anthropomorphized rubber bands, the bubble room from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, (laughs) and all you can drink Coke products, including the original formula made with 10% cocaine. (laughs) Just be careful. You don't come home with a diet farm. Diet farp? Diarrhea? It's that thing when you drink so much Diet Coke, aspartame explodes from both ends. That sounds horrifying. You're telling me. 
How about something less commercial, Alexandria? Maybe something kind of cultural to do in Atlanta? Yeah, well, if it's culture you're looking for, then look no further than Fernbank, Atlanta's only and therefore best science museum. Oh, all right. Listed 26th thing to do on TripAdvisor, Fernbank is not just for 7th graders on mandatory field trips and 40-year-old virgins. <laughs> It was also just named Best Date Spot for Nerdy Adulterers by Good Penthousekeeping Magazine. <laughs> they have everything that you would want in a museum. Rocks, fossils, a big-ass T-Rex, the Geico caveman, exhibits <laughs> that come to life after closing, Satan flags, and a Spanish fish that looks like Joe Pesci. <laughs> That actually sounds pretty cool. But what if you're kind of more into the artsy scene instead of science, you know? Okay, okay. If you prefer the arts, then look no further than Atlanta's fabulous Fox Theater. This historic landmark was originally built as a lodge for Masons, but they were evicted when the bank stopped accepting buckets of change for mortgage payments. <laughs> the Fox plays host to hundreds of musical theatrical, and cultural performances each year. Upcoming shows in 2019 include Rent 2, Eviction Day, <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers Orchestra, <laughs> Derulo Does Dallas, the Jason Derulo musical. Ooh, this sounds fun. An all-dog performance of Ken. <laughs> Batman, the ballet. <laughs> Collusion, the musical. All right. I'd see that. Tyler Perry's time-traveling tearjerker, Medea's Boo to the Future, <laughs> my favorite, Goo Goo Bebe. <laughs> What's Goo Goo Bebe? Lord knows. <laughs> but it's sure to be good. And and all you toddler Destiny Child cover band, that's what they are. <laughs> okay, okay, that's good. Uh, what about families? Maybe some of our listeners have kids. Are there any kid-friendly suggestions? Will, if it's family fun you're looking for, then look out Zoo Atlanta. Here we come. Part Animal Farm, part Arkham Asylum. <laughs> the zoo answers the age-old question. I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> They've got everything a kid is looking for a fun-filled day. Flamingos having a tea party. A bald eagle wearing a convincing toupee. Red pandas eating bananas. Basset hound acrobats. McGruff, the crime dog. Moam rats. Oscar-winning lamb actress Meryl Sheep. And roof fixes. <laughs> roof fixes? That's that thing when a kangaroo puts a python around its neck and gets off to autoerotic <laughs> asphyxiation. That's all the time we have for that segment, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. wow. You are so prepared now if you come to Atlanta, go to the oh. Fern Bank Coke Museum. <laughs> 
Goo Goo Bebe sounds amazing. Yeah, I have to go see Goo Goo Bebe. <laughs> An all-toddler mm-hmm. Destiny Child cover band. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, the One. things y'all give me to read. <laughs> <laughs> that was just fantastic. You were just such a good tour guide. Sounds fun. I do what I can, having worked in Ooh. the industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a little insight. <laughs> have you ever been a tour guide? A diet Farp. Yes. Yeah. That, well, kind of. I worked as an interpreter at Atlanta History Center. Oh, so. yeah. So you actually work at an Atlanta attraction. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I feel like I am the Atlanta attraction. You are, I would say. So I'm always working. Okay. I don't know what that was. All right. Can uh, I buy a ticket? Hello. <laughs> ben <laughs> yes. this, this just got weird. Folks, we've only got a little bit of time left, but we've had some emails with people who want advice from TJ. Of course. Yeah. I tried to avoid doing this for a while. They, they just keep adding up. Stop so. sending these folks. Yeah. People have been hurt because of his advice. People have <laughs> lost their homes. Hey. Okay, TJ. Here's a couple of questions mm-hmm. from listeners. Dear TJ. Yes. My fiance and I are getting married this fall. Congrats. We thought it would be fun to take an ancestry DNA test. <laughs> Good idea. But it turned into a nightmare when we received the results and found out we're kind of cousins. Oh, no. What should we do? We've already mailed the invitations. Yeah. Signed, Courtney with a K. Oh. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's speechless for once. All right. Okay. Coming back. <laughs> okay. You know, there's tons of cousins that marry each other, and they all live in Alabama, so <laughs> that could be... So just move? Exactly. I oh. think it's normal out there. That's move not actually a, bad as well. Yeah. Move to a small town where that thing's normal. Residents of Alabama direct your mail no, to... No. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we don't ask TJ. <laughs> no, but that's actually not bad advice, I'm yeah. going to uh, say. Next, dear TJ, I'm a huge fan of the show and hope you can help me with a problem. I was cleaning out the basement at my parents' house and found an old box. In it was an urn with my grandmother's ashes. She died 10 years ago. Everybody I've talked to believes we scattered the ashes, but they're right here. What do I do? Would it be okay to just throw them away? You better scatter those ashes (laughs) and quit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry, Grandma. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. scatter the ashes. Scatter, like, yeah, as quick as you can. Yeah. Okay. Don't she, tell anyone you did it. So she shouldn't tell the family. Don't post it on Insta. Don't post it on Snapchat. Don't post it on Facebook. Just do it without where, anybody. Where would you do it? Where would you scatter grandma's ashes? Um, in the yard. In the yard? <laughs> <laughs> the fastest way possible. The closest place possible. The yard. Okay. In the backyard, not the front. We're on a bit of a theme. Okay. Hi, TJ. Hi. My name is Katie. Hey, Katie. I'm eight years old. Aw. I'm in the third grade. Adorable. My favorite subject is recess. Mine too. And I like to play kickball. Same. I have a dog. His name is Joey. He's brown. I had a kitty. Her name was Sunny. Mommy said she went to heaven. Where's heaven? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Um... Heaven is a place on Earth. <laughs> how does how can Katie visit Sunny? Um, you gotta wait a long time. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Patience. It sounds like patience and virtue. All right, I got one last one. Yo, TJ. Yo. I have a moral dilemma for you that my roommate and I have been debating. Oh, my. Let's say Abraham Lincoln has come back from the dead as a zombie. Uh-huh. He's heading towards your house. Oh, no. Is it okay to shoot him? Signed, Marcus. 
Um, I would say yes. <laughs> okay. Because he did what, you know, he was put here to do. And yeah, he's a zombie now. Wait, Marcus was put here to kill Abraham no. Lincoln? No. Yes. I guess. If he's a zombie, I would say so. Yes. So you think it's okay to kill zombie Abraham Lincoln? The NSA is listening to this. He already got shot, so, you know, he's used to <laughs> Too it. Too soon. <laughs> well, you're like, what harm could be done? What do y'all think? Would y'all shoot him? Yeah, would you shoot zombie Abraham Lincoln? Heck yeah, if it's a zombie coming at me. Yeah. Shoot, I ain't yeah. got time. <laughs> I, I can't tell a lie, right? Oh. <laughs> Why are you saving zombie Abraham Lincoln? I would just feel bad. You know, he's the best president. He has that hat. Mm. You know I'm a history nerd. I will debunk Abraham Lincoln for you. Yeah. Okay, okay. So later after the podcast, debunk Abraham Lincoln. Okay. So in case he comes at me as a zombie, I don't feel bad about assassinating yeah. I'll him. I'll give you reasons. Yeah, okay. you could start hitting him with inconsistencies in his record. You mean about how he used to be a vampire slayer? Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> that was a really interesting movie. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in. This is has been another episode of the Funniest People I Know podcast. TJ, would you give us a little outro music, please? Oh, no, not again. We come to you every Saturday on the Georgia Radio Reading Service. We're also available Sundays on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Funniest People I Know podcast. Have yourselves a hilarious week. We've got to stop that.